Hey guys, welcome back to the Zori's Take One podcast. And today I have a very special guest, someone who is a really good friend of mine and just an overall creative, you know. So there's so many ways to describe her, but she's an, a really talented creative and specializes in so many different art forms. And yeah, welcome to my podcast, Brianna. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Zori. This is take one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, yes, it's an honor, to, an honor to be here, man. Like, for real. I'm proud of you and, and all that you're doing creatively in this world. So, Thank you. Same. Support. Same with you. So, you know, just going to jump right in. It's a new year, 2022. How, how's that going for you so far? We're a month into it, basically. You're, the first month is almost up. How's that been? 2022, I don't know what to do. Ah, <laughs> <I'm just gonna. laughs> um, it's been good, though. You know, like, um, you know, just trying to stay safe, still in the pandemic, trying to stay well, stay healthy, trying to stay creative. But um, I feel like I'm in a season of, like, resting. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been hard to, like, come to grips with um, accepting that, like, you know, and, like, truly resting. Like, you know, because if you spend a day resting and then you're, like, worried about other stuff, you know, you're not really resting. So it's, like, it's been a whole process for me to, like, calm my body and, like, my mind down to actually rest in 2021, in 2022, so that I can um, – you know, have energy for this whole year and like not get burnt out. So you're just trying to work on, you know, relaxing a bit more and taking it, taking it a little easier. So you have more energy. Is what right. You're yeah. Yes. That was the season of like late 2021 and like coming into 2022. I've been more just, you know, taking things at my own pace and not really trying to like worry about how productive I'm being or, you know, trying to make strict deadlines, you know, just kind of going with the flow. Yeah, I feel that definitely. And I know you're, you always try to keep a calm aura. You love your tea and all of that. (laughs) I can see you just like with your morning tea. I love tea also. So (laughs) yes, I had some tea this morning. Um, I tried (laughs) seriously tea. this morning um I had like an orange it was nice like I was listening to another podcast um and I was just like chilling like looking at this painting I started like I don't know I'm an artist so when I started painting especially abstract painting you'll do a a few strokes and then have to like step back and just look at it like admire and see where you want to go next like you can take it in so many different directions Um, so I was just admiring that yeah I was just admiring that um, drinking my tea and just like you know trying to be at peace and keep a calm mind it's all right <laughs> I could see you just standing there like mm. <laughs> just, but I, yes. I totally get it I'm I'm not on your level with painting but I love abstract paintings when I do go out to the garage and paint and I do what you kind of do you know step back see what I want to change a little bit and see where I want to take it but you mentioned you're an artist. So how did you get started with painting and drawing and that whole art form? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a while, like pretty much my whole life. Um, I remember being um, like probably 
practice early, early life. Like, I don't know, I was probably four, three, maybe. Um, I have an older cousin who always was drawing and painting and stuff. And I would just, like, get her hand-me-downs. Like, she would draw on backpacks and just have her drawings everywhere. And I would just be like, this is so cool. Like, I really want to do this. And I will just start drawing characters, um, just random characters in school instead of doing my homework online paper <laughs> and stuff. And yeah, it was just like always been a passion of mine. And recently I've been wanting to like just become more of a painter um, because over the years, like, you know, you discover artists and stuff and then you're just like, oh, like, you know, the inspiration sparks and, you know, you learn more stuff about yourself and stuff like that. So yeah, just my whole life I've had like older cousins and stuff in my family who um, introduced me to these things and I've just ran with them. Yeah, that's so cool how older people in our family introduce us to, you know, whether it's new music or new art or movies and stuff, how that can really affect us and, you know, have an effect on our lives because that could be a career path or a really strong hobby that we enjoy, you know? So you've been, I've noticed, you mentioned already, but I noticed you've been posting like more abstract art. So is it something you want to move forward with more or just the space you're in right now, just with abstract? Um, it's more of a space I'm in right now. Um, I can see this like sticking with me, like the techniques I'm learning through, um, through it. And I feel like um, they'll stick with me through time and it'll grow and evolve into different things. Um, I've done like portraits before. Like I've tried to, you know, trying to like dabble into realism, but that's something the more that I'm just kind of um, understanding by myself is that I felt like I needed to to draw in a realist style because that was like supposed to equal art, like, you know, but I'm realizing that that was like, it's completely not the case, like, you know, like, European art is not the standard of like good art so that's where I'm like I've been unlearning even that like you know um, gothic style isn't the foundation of everything (laughs) yeah like it's it's not so realism like you know I don't have to like make paintings like Michelangelo or anything you know to like for Mm -hmm. it to be considered art or good Um, it's really just objective so it's like doing what I really want to do if I really like colors and I really like you know, just the texture of how something looks or this blending technique or whatever. It's like the details, it's the small details that really matter to me. So that's why I'm really just like immersed in abstract painting right now in this phase I'm in. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's been more like learning techniques, Um, (laughs) but it'll definitely stick. I'm sure like just everything I'm learning. Yeah, that's awesome. And when you were uh, talking, I re- I, you reminded me of you know my friend Shaylin who's also a painter um, yeah he's dope yeah we love I love his work so much but when we did that short film last year you know um he was talking about how you know how you were saying European art isn't the standard for someone's art to be considered art <laughs> you know mm-hmm. quote air quotes art <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I remember he was talking about how that's why he paints the way he does with his style because he wasn't seeing it in the media or just being admired by a lot of people 
for example, like Michelangelo, you know, not to take away from past artists and their work, but, you know, it's like, we want to see more, mo- not, I don't want to say modern, but just more diverse work in the art community and for it to still be considered art, you know? Exactly. Like everything doesn't have to be a Mona Lisa <laughs> to just be like, you know, it, it could be whatever you want. It doesn't have to be in the style that, you know, Leonardo used in that, that realistic, like, you know, it's, thing, it's aspects in that painting that you can include in other, in different ways, like perspective. You don't have to just have, like, you don't have to approach that the same way. Like you can, yeah. you can illustrate that and other techniques and concepts, like in your own way. And, and that's what I meant by it. it's just art is objective because like, it's really no right or wrong it's what you the artist like make of it exactly that the art is essentially you you know when it yes when it's not you know (laughs) a client work even even if it is a client work you're still they're coming to you because they love your point of view and your style so exactly like I just booked a commission and like you know yeah like my first one actually my first one ever like somebody like formally was like I want to have a commission by done by you and I had the whole contract and everything and we settled it and it was like okay this is cool you know she was like just put on your your favorite music and just vibe out it's an abstract piece um she just picked like certain colors that she wanted me to use and I was Mm -hmm. like okay okay like you know I'm having fun um I'm having fun really that's that's the end of that at the end of the day that's really all that matters I'm having fun making it um that's what I was really instructed to do it wasn't like it has to be like this it's this with this you know it was like no specifics it was just like vibe out because I like your work and I'm like coming to you for this piece and whatever you feel is good for the piece like you know I'm sure that I'll feel it's good for it or they'll feel so I was just like wow you really trust me (laughs) and then I'm gonna be in your home and you're gonna see this every day and this is supposed to inspire you so it's just like wow (laughs) the impact yeah that's amazing and first of many commissions to come you know and that reminds me that that's so cool that your um this person gave you pretty much creative freedom aside from picking out their colors and you know they even said you know throw on your favorite music and vibe out and paint whatever it it just reminds me of how sometimes uh, you know as a photographer myself sometimes people put filters over the edited image that I give to them and I'm like Mm. that defeats the purpose because you're coming to me for my style you know and you're basically taking that away it hasn't happened in a long time but I've seen that's a big issue in the photography community or even the filmmaking community people put a filter over a photo that they had a photo shoot from mm-hmm. um, and you're going to that person for their unique style you know and how they like to compose a shot or how they their editing style and yeah so yeah. that reminded me of that <laughs> Wow, that I didn't know people. Well, I didn't know that I'm a photographer. Well, you're bringing it to my attention now that 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 is like kind of like obstruction of your art. Because, yeah. yeah, like I didn't think of it like that. I feel like someone who who you did get the or you send the pictures to or you're the client probably unknowingly kind of just like kind of 
unknowingly maybe did that mm-hmm. not knowing like i don't know i don't know but that is crazy and yeah they didn't know that the photos were edited and like you're just saying that you don't like how it's edited or something i don't know people just love filters so yeah <laughs> It hasn't happened in a long time, but it, it made me think of that because this person came to you saying, you know, do whatever you want. So that that's, I think that's an amazing feeling when someone trusts you and just loves your whole vibe, I guess. Yeah, that, I think, but that person who booked with you, they know what you're worth. But like I'm saying, I feel like maybe that is just kind of something that someone would do like ignorantly, like I'm yeah. going to put the filter on it not really comp- like comprehending that it's already edited <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah I don't know that's crazy I would kindly tell that person like hey you know that's an edited photo right yeah but do what you can you bought it <laughs> do what you want yeah but moving on uh speaking of you know art and creativity I know you're into photography as well and you have an old film camera I think that you said was in your family or something and you've been shooting with that do you want to talk a little bit about it (laughs) yeah sure yes um I have a Canon AE1 program film camera that was given to me by my great-grandmother um and it was hers and she used it and one day I was just like hey grandma do you have a film camera like an old one and she was like yeah I think it's in the back so I want to go get it <laughs> it had like the original strap on it the original camera lens even had some expired film that I, I used up already um I should have waited to use the expired film though because I really didn't know what I was doing and they like yeah came out blurry um but that would have been really cool uh to get my hands on again but yeah it was in my family it's like original Canon AE1 program. I'm not sure what the difference is between the Canon AE1 regular and then the AE1 program, but I know it is probably a slight difference or something. But yeah, I'll tell you I'll, like later. I <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll explain yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because we can go and have a whole hour conversation about yeah. the film camera's differences and the aperture this one is different one yeah film stocks and how yeah. the prices are going Shut up on speed. film <laughs> let's get it um yeah the prices oh my gosh we could talk about the film shortage because i know a few yeah. friends um who shoot film and you know since i'm kind of like dabbling in it i talk with them about it and they're like yeah it's hard to come by like you know it's like expensive for one row it's like 17 15 dollars twenty dollars depending on where you go and it's just like crazy um because then you have to go get that developed and like who like you don't really come across people average people who just know how to develop their own film <laughs> yes so to get film developed you have to outsource that and it becomes just a very expensive hobby <laughs> so yeah you know like you told me you have like 20 plus films un- undeveloped un- like yeah undeveloped so 30 something <laughs> 30 yeah so oof, yeah. imagine that's racks rack city man <laughs> <laughs> for real that's why i i really want to get the the chemicals to develop it myself because i know how and i have the perfect bathroom like one of the bathrooms here there's no window <laughs> so it's the, the perfect dark room and then you know hopefully i could get to a point where i could do it for other people and 
get paid for that too but I don't know that seems a little scary handling someone else's film but uh yeah like once I have I haven't done it in a while but you know once I get back into the flow of it I could probably do that but yeah it'll be way cheaper to do it yourself if you know how and because it's actually not that hard and it's fun to me because I love shooting film but yeah some people they don't have the patience for it but because it's a process about 90 percent of people don't have the patience for it you're one of the the art aliens out here that like to diy everything like (laughs) get to the skeletons and take off the motherboards and stuff and you know dissect it like that but a lot of people really don't they don't mind outsourcing but it's like if you have the money for it right then go for it (laughs) go for it take 30 rolls (laughs) take 30 rolls to get developed get that check (laughs) right yeah but film the film shortage it it's it's the real thing I remember the last time I went to get new film in December I paid 32 dollars I think and then they didn't have like my first choice choice (laughs) choice (laughs) or or my second choice but I was like okay I'll get this because I know how it looks and I like it you know so I got Mm -hmm. two and then I got one I never shot before I got the cine still 50d um yeah which you need it needs to be bright daylight for that but Mm -hmm. yeah I just got two cine still rolls and I called it a day because I, I, I like how it looks, but I'm glad you're having fun with film photography and exploring that um, a little bit more. And because I see you on Instagram, you have it in pictures and stuff. So you're carrying it around when you go out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually when I do remember, I, I, I try to carry it. Um, if it's not too much, because like, I have a whole bag. Like I, I'm always like carrying way too much stuff, <laughs> but Oh, when bag. I can, it's a nice accessory. Exactly. It's a nice accessory, even. Like, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you actually use that camera? Yes, I actually use it and have to wind it and have to change hear it and all that. <laughs> it's so cool. People just be like, you're so cool. So it's a nice accessory. I really love it. And I really love to add to the conversation. I really love shooting black and white. Yeah. And like, I Same. love that reel that you just posted with the um, black and white film photos from new york that was super fly thank you <laughs> like i love black and white film now i really didn't think i would like it but a lot of people don't shoot in black and white or if it is it's like very artsy but i don't know i love i, I love it it gets like, neglected a lot yeah like i feel like there's not a shortage of black and white because people <laughs> <don't use it. laughs> but, yeah. but when it goes to other stuff yeah yeah so I, I will definitely like use that i will embrace black and white film yeah, I love black and white, you know, film, digital. I just love it. It, it A lot of people, I don't know, people are all about color and this and that, but there's something j- just about shooting straight black and white and playing with the contrast of that. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's funny you said people always like kind of stop you and say, oh, that's cool. You shoot with that. <laughs> I remember yeah. one time I was in Rouse and it was the Rouse and Torrance by um, on Hawthorne Boulevard, you know, by the mall, by South yeah, Bay Gallery. Yeah, and I had it, you know, on my shoulder, <laughs> 
my uh my pentax on my shoulder and this lady she's like oh she was older you know she's like oh my goodness you shoot film that's lovely that the young people shoot film <laughs> I was like yeah I, I sh- I'm a photographer actually she's like, and we we sat there well stood there and talked for like 10 minutes so it's cool it brings people together a little bit <laughs> yeah like people just see it and they're like interesting even if they don't know what's going on it's like okay cool artsy it looks cool. <laughs> and I just love my strap yeah like the shot that I have on my camera is just like cool yeah and this is like the canon strap I was like Ooh, it's just it's very nice yeah. very nice <laughs> I want to get a leather one for my for one of my film cameras I don't know which one but you definitely need to get a point and shoot th- uh film camera I think those are just fun to toss yeah. in your bag um yeah the ones I took on in New York those were on the point and shoot uh-huh so I'll take a digital film camera oh, right. oh, it's film. like a digital film camera yeah no but don't they have digital they don't have digital film. <laughs> no no <laughs> but they do have newer ones where they have like um the screen is digital you just put a battery in because I have one of those yeah. from like early 2000s there but yeah, it's still film no that's what I'm talking that's what I meant like battery operated well they're all battery operated but yeah you know you get I, I get you <laughs> but yeah look into getting a point and shoot I think you would like it just you know when you don't want to carry it's around a, the, the SLR you could just boom yeah that seems cool I if I find one I will definitely like put my hands on it and get it um <laughs> yeah for sure film yeah. is amazing oh and the Polaroid it's kind of like a a point and shoot that I use but that oh, yeah. is also bulky oh yeah I had the Polaroid photo you took of me on my desk from 20 fire was that 2021 yeah 2020 last year yeah that was early 2021 it was when March I think. yeah yeah I'm here right now where we did this. <laughs> where we did that shoot I'm here people really loved that video and the photos from that shoot yeah I know I'm, it was fire like we had so much fun doing that yeah we need a part two yeah definitely especially remember I was telling you oh I need to get a new light so we could do remember I wanted to do that like shot in the middle of the street with you just like standing and then have the spotlight on you I have that light now so oh nice nice we need a crew we had to gamble out we had to all types of everything <laughs> all the equipment was out need day. security <laughs> no for real <laughs> for real for real all like i said all the equipment was out like yeah out here. Uh, i i kept looking around like mm, okay click <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> mm, click <laughs> yeah no but that's a key thing you guys you got you have to be safe when you shoot no matter where you are Ooh that's it that's my thing you know every time I shoot but like especially if I'm at the beach or something and you know you gotta look out for the waves rocks the street mm-hmm. like if we're in the street cars is we got almost got hit a couple of times you know <laughs> man this is off topic but I saw a, a video of a reporter getting hit by a car on live tv and man. she played it off so smooth like I don't she didn't get ran over but I guess like maybe like the mirror hit her or something just uh, up there. um little left hand. but she played it yes <laughs> she, she played it off so smooth like I just couldn't imagine doing that on my team no 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 um, yeah that was our topic but nah. these days man when you're shooting I I'd be so worried like even just walking around here it's just 
it's not you have to be mindful of your surroundings yeah and that's that's just the in all seriousness life basic life to be aware of your surroundings but especially if you're doing something you know like watching you yeah but (laughs) eyeing you yeah that's cool though your mom's always always there watching your back i i love that yeah we love my mom (laughs) (laughs) no for all that like um pretty much every shoot she if she's not like right there she's parked down the street or around the corner or something yeah in case your back she got you yeah and then driver (laughs) (laughs) definitely or you know i could leave my gear in the car with her and just go back like i did exactly because yes you don't have to like have so much you know yeah you don't have to have so much yeah put everything at risk definitely especially when it's just like the person and me you know like it was you and I but moving on a little bit you know I love this creative talk we always have the best talks I feel like especially when it's about art or whatever but um you people that don't know that are listening to the podcast you you make music you know so I know you're a big music lover like myself so what got what made you want to start making music and yeah like how does that make you feel (laughs) man what does it make me feel so many things I love music 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 is a huge huge part of my existence and um it started off as me like liking music and dancing to it to be honest like I used to really want to be a dancer I was dancing all the time to whatever was on and as I got older I'm like hey DJing sounds cool so I was wanted to be a DJ for a while because I didn't know that that was like like um, I didn't know what really production and engineering was Mm -hmm. um so then I was like when I found out what that was like oh beat making oh producing oh sound engineering oh like you know once I started realizing that I was like maybe that's what I want to do and always liked instruments I had like a few drum kids growing up um yeah I really wanted to be a drummer as a kid and then I never really got into guitar until like middle school mm-hmm. and I was teaching myself and stuff and you know this is in Roblox but <laughs> I never really had any like formal like schooling um like no classical training or anything but I just really loved it and it's like a passion of mine and also I grew up with like musically inclined people like my brother mm-hmm. is really musically inclined we have good talks about you know our taste in music what we listen to um yeah and just how it affects our lives and just how serious it is it's a whole culture it's multiple cultures within many genres music is just crazy so I love it um I have musical ties in my family as well so I just like this is something I've just fully been immersed in for like my whole life I was like born into it pretty much yeah so um what I know your music style style you know but what kind of music do you enjoy listening to and who do you like to see live when you get a chance you know man okay so huh wait first question was like, what music do I like to listen to yeah what kind of music singers musicians producers oh. any of that well if I can go see the internet mm-hmm. in concert again, I would definitely um, 
I like to tell the story. This is a cool moment to tell the story. I don't like to brag, but <laughs> I don't like to brag, but I think I know where um, this is going. <laughs> when, <laughs> it's about concerts. I've only had I've I've been to a few free concerts technically. And yeah. like I've pretty much seen all of my favorite artists for free live in concert. Um I want to get through title, the music streaming app to see um Rihanna's perform Rihanna perform at the forum for the anti-tour. Um my lovely sister had tickets to see Beyonce once and she couldn't make it out here. She doesn't live in the state. So she gifted me the tickets to see Beyonce at the Staples Center when it was the Staples Center. Expensive. Um, during the Miss Carter <laughs> tour. And that was during, yeah, the Mrs. Carter Dude, tour. Yeah, that yeah. was fire. That was a good tour too. It was amazing. That was when she had the glittery suit on and yeah. was fine. And that was just amazing. So um, I got to see that and I saw the internet for free, like at a live show in downtown LA before. And um, Dolly, I've been to a few concerts with Dolly yeah. on the podcast. Um, we've been to a few shows together. We went to see like No Name, uh, Kyle. Oh, you saw Kyle? Um, yeah, Super Duper Kyle. Um, Brick was there. Uh, Buddy was there. Buddy opened up for him. Um, Cousin Stiz, I think his name is. Cousin Stiz was there um it was tight like <laughs> we went to a few shows that's like my concert buddy like yeah for real so um yeah I've just been to some stuff like I love all types of music I've never been to a Tyler the Creator show but I would love to like that's like one of my most um one of my favorite artists who I'm most inspired by these days um as well as just, like classical stuff like if anyone could come back to life and do a show Aaliyah I'm definitely there mm -hmm. like off top uh even Mac Miller off top my my cousin Man, yeah I love <laughs> emotional day the other day on his birthday <laughs> yes a couple of days ago which is wild like you know rest of Mac Miller but he, he was, was a genius I like not to cut you <laughs> off but I, no. I I did like a lot of I started watching more videos on him again recently. Well, not recently, like sometime last year to see his, you know, process a little bit more. Um, and I was like, man, this guy just bled music, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Cause definitely. I remember, um, you know how him and Ariana Grande dated. I, I remember she said, I forgot some interview. She was like, he he wakes up and instantly starts making music. And I, you could see that, you know, and hear it from his music that, he just loved it you know but yeah go on I, I know one of your yeah, other, the passion. <laughs> the passion. I know one of your other favorite artists is Pharrell uh Frank Ocean yeah, I, was <laughs> yep, I was getting there I'm wearing a Jimmy Hendrix shirt right now yes I'm wearing um, my Bob Marley shirt <laughs> oh sorry that's another that's another classic classic um artist that changed my life I would re resurrect so he can perform again so um so that was crazy <laughs> when I was in middle school about Bob Marley oh my gosh I had a whole like phase where like that was all I listened to and Rastaman. Like, <laughs> yes I was so into it like I used to really fully immerse myself it's into whatever I was listening to yeah <laughs> so, vibe is an understatement it's like an embodiment like <laughs> like I just like I literally was just become whatever I was listening to so I think like, the mannerisms. Like, just, <laughs> yes exactly like so 
but Pharrell though has been ingrained in me for forever like people to this day come up to me um for my like old family friends like with memories like Bree I remember one time you came in the room and was like you wanted to you want us to play this song I feel like it's hot with Pharrell like <laughs> do you know do you know that like asking me I used to ask people like do you know that song I feel like it's hot like can you play that like <laughs> like what like um my cousin or my cousin's friend who's been like a part of our family for like many years mm-hmm. uh, she was telling me how I really like this one song by Justin Timberlake um the don't be so quick to walk, walk away, away. Yes, rock, rock your body. body. <laughs> uh, yes, she said I was obsessed with that song. Who was kid. it? Like, right? It has a right. You, <laughs> I, I, I still but listen it still to that. Sticks, yeah, it still sticks though. I used to tell people that I was related to Pharrell, like he's my cousin. <laughs> so, like, not even gonna lie, so I used to be out here lying. Like, that's my cousin. Like, <laughs> that's why so many people were like, so oh, okay, <laughs> when people <Yeah>. say stuff. <laughs> Oh, okay, right. Okay. Hook me up with some tickets. <laughs> right. See the way <laughs> yeah. he's super busy, you know. I don't want to bug him. <laughs> right, right, right. He comes around sometimes, you know, when we get town, but you know, he's touring right now. Working yeah, on so some clothes. Really <laughs> <laughs> he's in Japan right now with Nigo. Like he's busy. <laughs> oh, I love Nigo too. Uh, yeah, Nigo. Nigo though. Oh, you said Nigo? Yeah, Nigo. I thought she said Neo. <laughs> Neo's fire too. Um, but yeah, <laughs> for real. Huge inspiration. Um, and another thing I noticed about just like who I like to listen to, I go into like their lives and try to know like figure out who are their inspirations. Mm-hmm. And it's like this trickle line that I've noticed. I got into like 90s rap, like a tribe called Quest. Yeah. A few years back. Like I remember hearing like Benita Applebaum and like middle school my mom's like this is my song uh, so I'm like okay I remember hearing that and I'm like okay this is fire I like Pharrell Pharrell is inspired by a tribe called Quest I like Tyler Perry Tyler Perry is inspired by Pharrell who's inspired by a tribe mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know it's like a, a, it's trickle, a trickle effect yeah Andre 2000 so him in the mix outcast uh, and especially crazy. since a lot of current you know artists sample older music you know like um that's always been a thing people sample stuff from the 70s 80s well all all the I want to say like original music you know (laughs) that was recorded um like Biggie sampled a lot of stuff like the Mm -hmm. I don't want to sing it but um (laughs) he sampled stuff and then like artists today are sampling stuff from the 90s so it it all comes back around you know same thing with like fashion it all comes back so exactly and that leads me into the other question that you had of just like you know what's my sound like yeah and I enjoy the art of sampling I really do mm-hmm. um I'm inspired by it just heavily um you'd be surprised of like the things that people can create like if you go back and listen to a tribe called quest um midnight marauders is very impressive on how uh they put together just all those samples like one song in particular electric relaxation has like many samples to create that one song which is a beautiful song but it's like all the elements of the songs are from other songs (laughs) and it's just like amazing and I have one of the albums that helped 
create that song. It's by Ramsey Lewis and there's a track called Dreams. Uh, it's fire. That's the other thing I wanted to mention. You have a vinyl collection too as well, right? Yes, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Like at this point, I will spend all my money on vinyl. Right. Exclusive ones. But yeah, even ones I don't know, like I'll go to record stores and just like blind, like blindly pick some stuff just based off of like how the cover looks or like I'll read the back <laughs> yeah. and be like, okay this instrument was used cool <laughs> like hope you have to find some cool drum bass samples or just whatever vibes yeah I went to a record store um I think it was in Torrance yeah uh like la- no two months ago and then I wa- I came out the store you know the brown bag they give you for the uh the vinyl I am my mom was like I remember getting those bags <laughs> uh yeah, but walking out I literally got a random one I got a, a jazz record, so I, I love, that's one of my favorite genres, jazz. I, I have so many favorite yeah. genres, though, but, um, yeah, and jazz is amazing. I just want to throw this in here real quick, you know, since we were talking about favorite artists and going to see people live, I, you already know this, but, um, yeah. my first concert was, <laughs> my first concert was a prince concert because that's so fire right and i saw him three times and for those that don't know my mom loves prince she saw him 28 times live and 28 yeah i saw him three you know so that was that was pretty cool um and yeah she actually just got me one of his albums on you know vinyl for Christmas like she has all her albums from the 80s and stuff all the original stuff but she bought me one and it's purple so is it 19.99 let me show you yo if I find a 19.99 Prince album oh that's fire I saw that I got my granddad a limited edition purple rain um vinyl that had the cover like on the disc and I framed it and like it was so tight I gave that to him as a present for Christmas last year they can't see this on the podcast but I'm just gonna show you (laughs) yeah that looks really cool the metallic metallic vinyl covers it'll be the cover the music could be trash but if the cover is good yo I'll keep it It's, it's still an art piece like the physicality of art it's so underestimated. Oh, I love that. The purple disc, that's so tight. So, and then it's that's so fun. cool because I have a poster from the 80s that my mom had. Um, from the 80s? Mm-hmm, of Prince. I, I just had to figure out where oh. I want to hang it. She literally, she has, she got rid of a lot of stuff, but she still has so much of her stuff from the 80s and, not, and 90s and stuff. So that's cool because you know how some people spend so much money looking for that stuff but like literally we have it <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's why I love it it's just like gems when people give me old stuff or hand-me-down stuff whatever I I take it and run with it like I'm big on like thrift stores and like reusing stuff recycling like Reuse, that's the whole recycle. concept <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, I was like one good thing they taught us in school right um that we can actually use (laughs) that's actually useful for the future like you really want to reduce the amount of resources you use recycle all that but (laughs) that just kind of leads me into 
um, the whole concept of vintage runway and when I'm like trying to create this this um, enterprise of like sustainable fashion that's like that doesn't slack off on like the style or uniqueness of something or the quality but it's also like helpful for like the planet I, it's just it takes a lot of just brainstorming to like for me to um to bring it into fruition but mm-hmm. um I've been learning a lot about just slow fashion and like you know stuff like that yeah so you, since you brought that up I wanted to talk about your fashion line do you want to talk about what it's called what it is a little bit more and um yeah just the whole concept of it elaborate on it a little more um sure so uh it's not really like a thing yet but I have a plan in 2022 to to like maybe have my first drop of it Mm -hmm. um but you know I just really didn't I want to create I'm a creative so I really love clothes and you know stuff like that so I really wanted to create a brand that promoted a lifestyle um that that was kind of that caters to sustainability because mm-hmm. a lot of the times you know people like to go shop in the mall and stuff and like not really realizing where those things come from yeah and what damage is doing to like you know other people in other countries like you know they're yeah slaving literally for for this stuff and like getting paid pennies and you're paying like hundreds of dollars it's just like un- it's unsustainable so I wanted to bring like style uniqueness affordability and like eco-friendliness into a brand and like have it like be like I don't know if I want to have like Nike impact but like just impact it's like a sustainable clothing brand that's really the basis of it um I found a production company that does use recycled cotton and stuff um unfortunately now since this slow fashion movement is still kind of like on the rise Mm -hmm. it's not too many of them so to um, get products from this company is a little expensive Mm. compared to like you know your mass production companies um, prices but that's expected Um, I feel like it's a start (laughs) (laughs) so I might have like a limited you know I'm not going to be like mass producing stuff I I really want to do everything DIY so from like the designs from um, screen printing the designs to like making the designs to shipping like I want to be hands-on <clears throat> in every step of the process when it comes to like the building of the brand so that's the best uh, way. Just, exactly like you know black black and sustainable like yeah black owned and sustainable fashion brand I don't know it just seems cool and I don't really like know anyone else who um who's on it but I know some awesome designers and stuff and it's just a, a, new, a new way of thinking about like how we go about this fashion industry yeah. like you know so I used to promote like thrifting a lot I used to just resell clothes from just stores but um I wanted it to be more like unique to like who I am mm-hmm. um I didn't want to seem like I was just trying to like feed into capitalism by like buying stuff for four dollars and then selling it for like fifty dollars like yeah. I, I kind of just didn't sit with me after a while so um yeah it's more of just like a, a message of overall message um to save the earth <laughs> save the for planet real, so. no but we really do like just look yeah, at the ocean like, honestly like 
it's a real problem and we can't just be living our lives like thinking we're unaffected by it right we're all affected so it's like getting colder it's getting colder and colder here in LA and during the winter and yeah I don't want to get all into it right now but we could talk about that later (laughs) yeah it's it's a lot like we can talk about the impacts of it and you know it's, it's everywhere whether you choose to consciously realize it or not yeah, little goes um, so, a long way too. Exactly. So that's why I don't feel like too um discouraged about being like the only person who's like on this type of like sustainable. Like so I'm not. No, I'm not. But yeah, you know, it's a little different for people to take in, like you know, the importance of like why? Why would you want to go in that direction? Like you know, you could have been started a company putting designs on clothes, but why take the time to find a sustainable manufacturer? who outsources from people who are actually getting paid for their work and labor like why why care so much you know but Mm -hmm. I do (laughs) yeah more people should instead of just looking to make money you know right because that's not I feel like some people should feel guilty making money that way when it's affecting people's lives the planet you know just all these things that may seem little to them but in reality it's not little you know because it has a big effect on things and people's lives <laughs> but yeah, people's animals all that yeah and future generations yeah moving on a little bit you know I want to go back to talking about art a little more if that's cool mm-hmm. with you <laughs> um you know you're an artist I'm an artist in different ways you know what's your take on social media and artists how social media caters to artists and what it lacks when it comes to people who are creative because there's a I noticed there's a difference and what gets attention versus what doesn't you know Mm -hmm. um that's interesting it's interesting for me to have an opinion on this because like I feel like I'm one of those people who are like I don't really like social media I try not to be on it all the time um, but as an artist and like trying to um, grow an audience, I would say it's necessary. Um, but I've noticed that it's like what platform you're on mm-hmm. um, and also with just like consistency because um, you talk about algorithms and blah, blah, blah. Like the algorithms kind of don't cater to you and your exposure. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to like do the trendy stuff insert yourself yeah you have to insert yourself into the algorithm algorithm is not just going to like consider you you have to insert yourself in there by being consistent so that is my like that's that's the killer for me like being (laughs) consistent um if things used to show up on the timeline like how they used to like just as you posted in a chronological order yeah good people might you know like catch on to things but i do um appreciate the algorithm because the few times that I have posted mm-hmm. like real specifically on Instagram because that's like my platform of choice um they did really well like yeah. over a thousand views and I was surprised because I don't even have a thousand followers so like somebody was seeing it mm-hmm. um and that was just cool to see um but social media is necessary mm, yes for the growing of the audience but when it comes to like being on social media and then like comparing yourself to other artists like I know that I'll be doing it sometimes and I just like gotta catch myself like nope like use it as inspiration 
Yes. So I saw someone post um, on their bio say, um, you can't compete with me if I'm rooting for you or something like that. Like, you know, <laughs> which is very fire. That's like the the mindset that I want to approach anything, <laughs> any like social media. Like, you know, I'm rooting for everybody. Literally, I go on there to support people, to see what people are up to up to to support them like mm-hmm. you know um yeah I know and you said, be inspired as well I know you said you have my post notifications on I have yours on I too do. so I do even though I know you don't get notified a lot but <laughs> I know but like I the other day when you posted I was like oh double tap <laughs> <laughs> yeah like and that was a cool post and that cool post that I got didn't really like I feel like people didn't really see that that post like you know or maybe they did and just didn't care but it's okay because anytime I I, it's it's interesting I have a weird relationship with social media like I've been I got a Facebook when I was like nine bro like I used to be on Facebook at nine years old just 2000 and like 10 just like life by status if you blinking right now or like (laughs) if you're breathing right now like this dumb stuff like like for like it really used to be about for the like yes it really used to be for likes and like all that yes it used to be about that I remember those days like I remember those days when it really didn't matter like how aesthetically pleasing yeah. you know your stuff look like I I feel like I've like witnessed the change of how um immersed we are our daily yeah. lives are in social media because there used to be something I used to do just like on the weekends like blah 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 I used to just go online and do whatever but yeah um now it's just it's part of our daily life and I really just I'm like, oh, so burnt out. I'm 21, 20, 20, 21. And I'm just like, eh, it's been a decade of this. I'm just kind of like over it. But yeah, we used um, to post, I do see the impact. Definitely. We used to post like regular food photos. And now food photos are a whole thing of itself. You know, you had your food photographers, but now everyone is trying to be like a food photographer for their posts, you know, whether it's an Instagram story or whatever it is, you know, and then like you were saying, exactly. it's becoming more of our daily lives on TikTok. I see and Instagram people doing reels and TikTok videos of their daily vlogs. I've done a handful, you know, because I was trying to get my stuff out there more promoting my business mm-hmm. with the daily vlog, you know, but mm-hmm. that's something that you, like you said, is a part of our daily lives now. Cause I see people put day 30, you know, and literally it's them walking to get coffee it's them on their computer it's them looking out the window and yeah it's it's just like it's everywhere social media and it's like a necessity Mm -hmm. if you have a business um but one thing I will say is if you do have a business you need a website you know because if people were freaking out when Instagram and Facebook shut down for that day or two days you remember? I remember that yeah. yes I was not bothered yeah I was like it shut down <laughs> I didn't even know yes. Same. but there was people that were freaking out and it's like see you need a website <laughs> you need a website yeah or like you need a life no, you're right <laughs> right just kidding but um no nah, like because sometimes it is your life I totally get it but um because it is a job yeah that know, website but... yeah like it's a job I, I don't but people use it so it's like a mixture it's hard to tell like who's really on it for like for what sometimes mm-hmm. um because it's just a lot of just nonsense it's like you get the serious 
entrepreneurs and then you get like the goofy meme people and then yeah. you have to it is it's all on one platform it's just chaotic like it's a lot of chaos but there is something on. for everyone out there so i will for say sure. that <laughs> for sure like if anything this time provides you with variety that's like one one thing that these times can offer you is variety you can have more than one of anything yeah. you got options got tons of options <laughs> but anyway but uh moving along the next thing I want to talk about you know uh I've been asking all my guests what films and movies they've been watching you know because this podcast is creative talks and also what people do in their downtime so what what movies and tv shows do you like to kick back and watch or that you've been binged watched recently or yeah Uh uh-huh just anything uh okay so one it's kind of corny it's It's funny it's called black lady sketch show on hbo max Hmm. i like that show pretty funny it's it's a little corny but it's it's funny like (laughs) and um there's another show uh euphoria yeah i started watching that recently again um because i missed a few like big big situations that mm-hmm. I like didn't really comprehend so I had to go back and watch season one because mm-hmm. um, last time I saw it was like and when I was in college like 2019 so uh you need a refresher before. yeah I needed a refresher because <laughs> I <laughs> forgot it was like I had never seen that show I'm like what <laughs> I still need so to watch it watch. I'm so mad because I don't have HBO Max I literally have every other streaming platform except HBO and yeah. I love Zendaya so much and I, right. like, I even met her and I met the actress that played the mom so it's like that's what I was <laughs> have you never seen it and like, I love how they shoot it like all the stuff I see online it, it I love how cinematic it is and the lighting techniques they use and like ah so some music and they have yeah. a song in there um with labyrinth ooh, right it's really good yes it's really good <laughs> yeah you gotta see it that song has been stuck but in my head. It's, the content is intense though so. yeah i know that. but if you could sit through her last movie oh on yeah Netflix, malcolm and marie yes if you can sit through that no i know the content it's a little Euphoria, different but yeah. i know the content and it's the same <laughs> it's a lot different in the line it's the same director too right writer and director <laughs> i think he from, from Malcolm and Marie and Euphoria? Yeah, I think it's the same. It's the same? I don't know. I don't know about that. But... I'll look it up later if I remember. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting if it was, though, because they kind of give me the same, like, kind of, like, feeling, like, you know, it's yeah. they're cinematic in their own way. You know, Malcolm and Marie was in black and white. And on film. Not, but, and on film. Um, But it's still, like, it's still, it's still the level of, like... The same content, kind of, because, oh. uh, not Rue, um... <laughs> um Marie was struggling with addiction in the film so yeah let's just talk about how Zendaya plays a really good junkie yeah like, talk about that like she does it well like she's not even that person like right. we could just give her her props and her flowers for just being an amazing actor because yeah like she literally embodies the character and like you would think that she's like this in real life but she's right. not but it's like amazing she- Maybe I feel like she's gonna gonna get an Oscar sometime soon because she already has an she Emmy. Has to. She's she I think they said she was the youngest person to get an Emmy or something. 
and people so didn't shake it up right man, i was about please. to say people her doubted credit. her so i remember yes. the swag it out song and replay <laughs> come on xoxcc come on now and, give her her credit and a lot of people only know her from spider-man and euphoria and i'm like uh no no rocky blue <laughs> <laughs> for real that was the first introduction to her amazingness like come on now and then uh flowers casey casey undercover casey undercover i didn't really watch that but she fought to be a producer that on that show <laughs> oh she was a producer yeah and that's like unheard fire. of for a disney show you know yeah that's right so she's she, 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 she doing it moves, right? she's, she's really doing it like black women at its finest like and then oh, on yeah. Malcolm and Marie, I forgot exactly what she did, but basically she gave everyone in the crew a bonus or something. So they, I, mm. I'll look it up. I'll find the article. I remember when it came out, my mom told me, and I was like, I need to get on a Zendaya film set. <laughs> yeah, man. But they got like, they walked away with a healthy bonus, I believe. So she takes That's care of people she works so with. Good. You know? That's cool too. Yeah. yeah she just seems like she's she's in it like i don't know <laughs> she's just a great person hey, she's so I would nice to too. one day yeah like, i only met her for like three minutes but she was super nice and her mom is so nice and her dad her mom is so tall though like she had to crouch down real low <laughs> i mean i was shorter then but yeah it was i met her on fairfax yeah fairfax because she had a pop-up I don't know if you remember, mm-hmm. she had a clothing line with La Roche. Um, uh-uh. But yeah, it, it was called Day of Ice and Day. And I have, I still have a lot of the pieces and I've been wearing some of them because some of the, I got a couple sweatsuits and they're like really warm. So, and it's been cold lately. So I was like, oh, it's the perfect time to break this out. Yes, um, it's a good day uh, to wear this. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I have. I have actually a lot of clothing pieces. I'll show you later if I remember. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about doing a photo shoot and posting it on Twitter and tagging her or Instagram, but she's not on social media like that. She'll just post and then go away. (laughs) Yeah. Like this. Oh, I'm still here. (laughs) I wore this to this. (laughs) Yeah. See you later. I'm in Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. New episode of Euphoria. Check it out. (laughs) that just that that industry standard of social interaction right which is fine like she probably lives an amazing just yeah i'm not mad at it art filled life you know because <laughs> she gotta do stuff to post <laughs> you know right but uh what else have you been watching um let us see hmm. i just got this thing called a mars box mm-hmm. and um it has like a lot of like everything on it <laughs> there's this show um Pharrell produced um mm-hmm. called Voices of Fire I guess it's like a Netflix show but I didn't watch it on Netflix but I watched it on like the video on demand thing mm-hmm. and that show moved me to tears so Ooh. like it's about just like um trying to build like the world's like best choir or something mm-hmm. and like just the voices like the way that singing impacts my soul yeah like especially like gospel singing it's like very just emotional voices like that's why it's called voices of fire like people hearing people's testimonies like I don't know like 
that that show could have almost converted me back to Christianity because like, <laughs> it was just so just like wow, like so impactful. Just hearing just all the talent that was there, um, and just music and just how unifying that it, it can be, like universal they language. Had, yes, facts. They had people from like all walks of life there. Like it was just crazy. So. And then it turns out Voices of Fire, um, the choir, they actually like got a deal um with Pharrell, so that's fire. And like he's one of my biggest inspirations. We talked about this already. Yeah. So it's just like, wow, like, you know, out here providing opportunities for people. Definitely. And that's just only a few of the many, many thousands of talented people out there. Like, I know people who are like, oh, they definitely like should have been on Voices of Fire. Like people <laughs> I grew up with in school, like just super talented yeah. like i'm gonna give a shout out to one person isaiah walker Woo. isaiah walker come on now isaiah oh one of the most talented people i know is he the one uh he makes music and we might be thinking thinking of a different one i don't know he went to gardena yeah, he, right well, um isaiah didn't go to gardena okay i'm thinking he of went, a different one my bad he went to school with me in gardena when i went to um um this private christian school mm-hmm. um and he he's just like been singing like in the church just like powerful voice even as a kid like moves mountains has an amazing testimony with his journey like i don't know it's just it's just super inspiring and i was just like wow i didn't know like i wasn't gonna watch that show when i watched it i was just like really sitting there crying um <laughs> And so, and I cried when I watched um, Encanto. Encanto? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Encanto. Man, I was crying when I was watching that movie. Because I just felt like the main character, like, yeah, everybody has gifts but me. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, why not? Like, um, but just like, she had a gift all along, but just like, just because people like, you know, it wasn't like a, a outward, like, gift that you can just flex. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it took time to develop. Like, just that whole, like, the story just it kind of just, like, paralleled just my life. It just, it just gave me hope. Yeah. So, I was crying. <laughs> I was crying lots about that. And the songs in that show, I mean, in that movie, um, are really good, too. I've so, heard part you of know, the Disney, soundtrack. Pixar. Yeah, Pixar has been kind of, like, trying to do their thing with the, the music still. I, if I can't be friends with someone who doesn't like any Disney songs, you know, Mm. because that's you know child our childhood <laughs> and they're good I, I, mean, I mean I'm a theater musical person so I guess that's where I'm coming from with it because literally the other night I didn't sleep I went to bed at like five or six in the morning and I was watching different stuff on YouTube I ended up from starting off on like Broadway <laughs> to Disney stuff to like Disney songs to 90s R&B I ended on Tony Braxton <laughs> and then, and Aretha Franklin I was I don't know I was all over the place so I started out with like Wicked and um yeah I was, I was all over the place. that's that's yeah that's a lot just in a lot of different areas that's that's, that's why I said I, like I listen to everything <laughs> yeah same here like I was listening to um the singer um a musician named Esperanza Spalding she's like a I jazz singer she's a bassist like she is amazing like 
I watched one of her um her live performances on YouTube. It was like an hour or some change, maybe two hours. I sat there and listened to that whole thing. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then she introduced me into like the world of like jazz singing and like scatting and I was like yes 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 I did not know that that was called scatting really just like whoa (laughs) this is fly that is amazing and then pairing that with like a piano and and a bass and bass bro she plays the bass that's what I'm saying an upright an upright yes yes she's upright basses fire an amazing voice please listen to esperanza that's why i love jazz because it's so you feel it you know if if you don't move to jazz what you're not listening to jazz you know or feel it because that's something you you feel or just amazed by it i'm just trying to like yeah calculate because you know music is like numbers and i'll be like what are you what are these formulas like oh the counting (laughs) and then the time signatures (laughs) I'd be trying to like familiarize myself with that kind of stuff because I'm like, yo, like those are the elements that today's music, the today's top 40, like lacks those elements. Like they don't really have all those. That's so that's what I'd be like, whoa. I was just <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I was just talking to my mom about this. I was like, I'm not trying to sound like an old lady, but a lot of today's music, they're not rapping or singing about anything really. Like they might have a nice mute like the instrumental might be nice but the lyrics aren't there for me you know and there are some there's a lot of artists that aren't as popular that have really good lyrics you know but then there's a lot that are on the radio 24 7 it's like what this song again you know it's like there's no foundation who's the who's the full package like yeah it's like we either it's like give or take like am I gonna listen to these beats and these desserts suck or am I gonna try to like turn out the 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 beats and because he's talking about something nice like you know uh, it's like you just can't win you yeah. can't win for losing but I'm, I'm, I'm gl- yeah I'm glad I've been finding like people that actually write you know and produce and stuff like you know I love Leon Thomas and then Reeve Reeve Carney like musicians like that um and I'm not saying everyone has to be a musician but um yeah there's a certain artistry you you should have if you really have a passion for it you know like I don't know where I'm going with it but I think (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm I appreciate people who care yeah. and pay attention to the detail of their art and like are mindful about what they do and how they do it. <laughs> like whatever is the best way to cater to your vision that you have. Like I've, I love that. And I've been loving to just admire the work of Black women all over and especially Black women who are all into their creative process with the production, engineering, the songwriting, mm-hmm. like that is what yeah. is my bread and butter these days. I like Jayla Darden, like she's a songwriter and she plays guitar and she produces her beats and it's just fire. Emma V. Taylor Park. Great musician. <laughs> Taylor Park. She produces her own song. I believe so. She produces. I know she she I didn't know that works on works with Leon Thomas, Ariana Grande, Victoria Monet, and Victoria Monet is another one who's a great lyricist, you know. Wow. So yeah, there's wow. that's cool. 
yeah, like Emma V is amazing. Um, man, Tiffany Goucher is amazing. Um, I'm drawing a blank, but there's so many. So many people. Yeah. <laughs> Let me yeah, open up so Spotify. Um, shout out to Tony Romitti. Um, she was like on Viner, but I, I appreciate I miss Vine. the fact that right I, I appreciate that she's still like at it and like she has a kid now and like I saw a, a clip of like you know an interview of her saying that she was like getting into like kids songs and like lullabies and stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like that's fire like going in different directions is not stopping like you know not worried about like saying trending to be relevant or like none of that like yeah loving your art what you do and she's really good at it and it's just amazing so I'm just here for her. I'm here for all the all the talent even artists like sparring artists I see on Instagram like I try to like be inspired someone by someone and keep up with them yeah same but oh Tanache oh my god oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely so 333 the album fire you've been on that lately uh, huh because uh, you mentioned it in uh the WLP podcast I remember you did I yeah. oh my god well yeah that's like <laughs> one of my favorites. i'm like i need that, to check this out <laughs> yes not only because it's titled 333 but it's right. just like an amazing album like tenace like that i love to get to one forget that like forget that yeah. because like she she brings it she brings it you know bring it like she brings it so <laughs> this uh, the album is it's just everywhere so um what's the right word like eclectic like it's, yeah it's so many things so many vibes you got it's just amazing <laughs> it's a very nice composition of talent she can sing great music choices like meaningful messages inspiring like uh, club bangers like how do you put a club banger on the same album as an inspirational slow song right and it still be tight with techno songs and like dancey type musical songs like it's just freaking tight like whoa but you know I feel like we've had a great long creative discussion I really enjoyed talking about you know your art with paintings uh music how you got started in that what kind of music artists you like different shows you know for example euphoria and movies and just social media and being a creative but to wrap things up you know what what do you want what can we see from you in 2022 what kind of plans do you have you don't have to give everything away because I know sometimes you want to keep stuff you know on the on the low until it's 100% ready but can we get an idea of what we can see from you in the new year? Yes. Excuse me, excuse me. <clears throat> you can expect from me out of 2022 um, more art for sure. So more fine art, more of me and my artwork together mm-hmm. <laughs> in the same atmosphere. Not me just talking about it, um, but me and my process of it. I know I was like started a podcast in 2021. Um, so hopefully you'll get a chance to be on my podcast this year. Yes. And we Alphabet can do the same type of yes, shout out Alphabet Soup. Um, you can expect more music, like you know, just things like you can go along my journey of 2022. I think it'll be a really good year. 
for just a lot of inspiration. And make sure you guys go to Brianna's Instagram to book a commission, you know. Fire, yes. Commission's open in 2022. Lots <laughs> of like design work I'm doing, like, you know. So it's just gonna be a really beautiful journey. Like I have a, a link tree yep. link in my Instagram bio that connects you with like work I've done with Zori and um, other Gardena creatives and um, things uh, that I've worked on independently. So if you um, go to my Instagram at the number three, E-Y-E-B-R-I-I. I. <laughs> It'll be linked in the description. <laughs> It'll be in the description. <laughs> but just go there, check it out. Um, there's a link specifically today with B33 film edited shot by Zori Petrus it was amazing probably some of my finest work that I've done uh, I produced the beat mm-hmm. in that video so that's like some collaborative work that we've done that I'm super proud of same and you know like she said follow her on Instagram and I'll link her uh podcast her alphabet soup YouTube channel and yeah just make sure you head to the link link tree and for everything else and thank you so much Brianna for being on this episode thank you for having me I really enjoy our conversations like always and keep doing your thing (laughs) thank you and thank you to everyone who listened to the whole episode and yeah I'll stay tuned for many more episodes with many more creative talks with my friends and whoever I decide to meet (laughs) And yeah, thanks for listening and I'll see you guys in the next one.